0: You're listening to the global game for Paramount Plus. The A League is where stars are made. Every round, every game. Live only on Paramount Plus.
1: Welcome back to the Global Game and welcome to our listeners joining us from Western Australia. If you missed any of the first hour, including our chat with Zach Clough from Adelaide United and the A-League Men's Review as well. The Glory had a win, so if you're from WA, make sure you listen back to that. You can find that chat wherever you get your podcast. Just search Global Game senator Let's talk Premier League now, though. Spencer Pryor has joined us, former Manchester City, Leicester City amongst many other clubs that he represented. Player, uh, Spencer, great to have your time on the global game, as we do every week. Uh, A sad one, though, for us here in Australia, because that first defeat has finally come for Ange Postacoglu and Spurs.
2: It wasn't just a defeat, mate. He's decimated. Oh, my God, he's decimated with numbers. And the thing was, Garvey, we spoke last week about where Spurs are really at, and they've done well so far, but we talked a bit about the depth of their squad and how across the season, how's he going to deal with injuries? And um, he hasn't just got injuries to worry about. He's got red cards as well now. So um, it's going to be a huge test. It was a massive confrontational evening,
1: eh? What did you make of his tactics to, to keep the high line and play the same way? He's got a lot of people talking in, in the UK. He's probably got more praise and criticism so far. But as a former centre-back, what did you make of the way in which he just played the exact same way with nine men and then said after the game, we'll play the same way if we go down to five men, which is impossible. The game gets called <laughs> off if that happens. But he's trying to make a point. So, what do you make of it? I, I,
2: know, I, know, I know that and I get the point he's trying to make, but... When you've got players playing against you like Raheem Sterling to try and keep a high line with someone with Sterling's pace. I, I, I don't agree with the, the tactic. I think it was I think it was wrong. Whether it was whether it was against eleven men or nine men, then the issue you get when you're playing against less men and you're still trying to keep the high line is midfielders can get face and forward, get time on the ball to look up and, and pick a pass easier, right? So It's a good tactic. It's not a bad tactic when you've got 11 and you can get pressure on the ball higher up and earlier. But when you're down to nine, um, I'm not convinced. And and I'm not saying you should park the bus, but it was was pretty suicidal, Mm. um, to say the least. But, you know, they got themselves in trouble really early on with the red cards and injuries and stuff, so... Yeah, for sure. And isn't going to change the way that he wants to set the team up, but I'm not sure I agreed with it this week.
0: But it was exciting, um, nevertheless, for for us watching. What about the Arsenal-Newcastle match, mate? Another one uh, where we're talking about VAR. uh, Newcastle running out 1-0 winners, thanks to Anthony Gordon's. uh, Very controversial winner now. Arteta came out. Very uh, well, saying that he's been in the country more than twenty years, and you know the refereeing is nowhere near the level of the best in the world, and and he felt sick to be a part of it. What what were your comments, uh, your thoughts on on not just the comments but the goal itself,
2: Brosky? If you'd have scored it, you'd have thought it was a legitimate goal, wouldn't I was <laughs> taking my I mean, shirt off, was... running to
0: the flag, mate. Hundred <laughs> percent, you would
2: have. There was there was uh, I think there was. a there was issues over, well, did the ball go out or not? I think the angles that they had, mm-hmm. from from where we see it, it looks like it's gone out. But the whole of the ball, you know, it, it's not just if there's a bit of a gap between and from the angle. If, there, if the, the ball can be over the line, but if it's not completely all over the line. So it, I, they reviewed that. Then they reviewed it for a, a shove in the back, which... I've got to be honest. I thought it was a shove in the back, mm. uh, two hands in the back, and then they they looked at it for us. So I think the VAR thing took about four minutes to to work it out. Eddie Howe came out and thought it was a legitimate goal, but uh, one one of the they, they only needed one of the three teams to go in their <laughs> way. Arsenal, none of them did, and um, yeah, you can't you can't blame Arteta for coming out with. And, and talking the way it, it was a bit embarrassing, and uh, I I thought I thought the ball stayed in. I didn't think it was offside, but I definitely thought it was a shove in the back.
1: Jizzy he you carried on though, like poster Coglu again. He's so refreshing to people in the UK because he comes out and he says you. You get some decisions your way, some go against you, you just cop it and you move on. That's the way I've been brought up, which, you know, we don't hear many managers say (laughs) at the moment. Jurgen Klopp, you know, Liverpool got a rough decision. Obviously, we know how bad that mistake was. He talks about a replay, which is over the top. And then Arsenal issue a statement backing up Arteta's vitriolic response to the decision. What are the managers trying to? curry favor if you like in future games are they subconsciously going we've been robbed here i know the result's not going to change but if i smash the referees maybe there'll be some there'll be some leniency the next time we play because it it seems over the top at the moment
2: yeah look and it's hard enough already for the officials and now with VAR reviewing every decision they make it's almost going to get to the stage where we might as well not bother with guys in the middle. We might as well just save all that money flying people around the country and just have VAR doing it. It's getting to a nonsense stage and and it's taking a lot of the enjoyment out of the game. But there's... Yeah, look, they're, they're going to... I'd say it evens itself out over the course of the season, but in, in key games like that Newcastle-Arsenal one, where... You know, if you're going to push for a title and you can go up to St. James's and, 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 nick, a, and nick a point, it, it will make a difference between one of your closest rivals in Newcastle coming away with all three. You just hope that it does even itself out over the course of the season. And for sure, look, refs have got it hard enough. VAR, they've... They've been in situations through Howard Webb already where they've they've apologised for stuff, and, and it's all being done a bit public. To be honest, mate, it should it should just be something where it's dealt behind behind doors and quietly. And if you're going to complain, make private complaints rather than running stuff just through the media. That's my opinion. anyway.
0: Mate, while well, all teams around them are uh, stumbling, Man City have uh, crept to the top of the table again. Um, a huge 6-1 victory over Bournemouth at the Etihad. Uh, and remarkably, Haaland <sighs> didn't get on the score sheet. But they host uh, Young God Boys brusky, in the Champions League you, tomorrow. <laughs> God, Brusky, you sounded so dejected when you
2: <laughs> talk about Man City winning 6-1, pal. I love like Man
0: City. I'm a fan yeah, of Man City. Uh,
2: Harland didn't score, eh? But, um, man, Dockers, what a player. He looks good. Man, he looks so good, so dangerous. um, Very, very, very different runs of players. When he gets in the box, he's virtually unstoppable. You can't touch him. Um, Such a change of speed. Goes left foot, right foot. Uh, The way he's scoring goals, the way he's setting them up. he, He looks a phenomenal boy. Um, Holland, you know, I, I don't think they're risking. They, they said they've come, they've come out and said, you know, they have, they'll have training before the game and review it, but they won't risk him. Mm. It's, it's not a do or die game for him. So I I, I, I think there's more important games coming up for him where they want him to fit. They have got Chelsea coming up, so, uh yeah, look. For, And again, it shows the depth and where they can score goals from, that they're not just relying on Haaland scoring. So, fantastic performance. We expected them to go and beat Bournemouth, but the way that they they did it was pure class.
1: The same sort of win for Manchester United that they've had over the last four weeks or so, where they just eke past an opponent. Yeah, they celebrate like mad, but their fans go away thinking, I mean, we're just not at it, are we? We're finding a way to win, and that's encouraging, but... When we come up against the top side like they did against City a week ago, and they get hammered, the fans are almost expecting that. I mean, it just feels as if they're treading water at the moment.
2: Well, when they got when they go and lose to Man City, and then they get they got turned over in the cup in the week as well. I mean, yep. they got pumped in the cup, yep. and then you can tell something's wrong there. Mm. So they. To go to a place like Light like, and Fulham haven't been playing brilliantly, but I mean, it was a it was a moment of class for the for the winner from um, beautiful finish for the winner, but it the the way they celebrated that that shows where they're struggling at the moment in terms of you know Ten Hag will be trying to unite the squad, but there's a lot of people on their back and expectations are obviously a lot higher. So you're still at the stage, Dan, where, where where results mean more than performances. And after after getting pumped by City and then losing in the cup, it was an important win for him.
1: That it was. Um, but my goodness, it just feels as if something's ready to uh, to happen there at, at Manchester United. Eric Ten Hag still very much on a knife's edge in terms of uh, his job security. A big result for Luton. That one-all draw at home to Liverpool. Kenilworth Road was absolutely pumping. So that was a big talking point uh, from the weekend as well. Spencer, thanks so much for your time on the global game. Comprehensive EPL wrap. uh, On a sad day with Andrew Postacoglu finally dropping points. And now we wait and see how things settle at Spurs with a lot of key players out. Thanks for joining us, mate. Cheers, mate. Thanks, you guys. Goodbye. Spencer Pryor there. Uh, the global game continues after the break. Daniel Garb here with you, filling in for Simon Hill alongside Alex Brosk. We talk the women's game next. Alicia Carnavas to join us. And there is a big change uh, for Sam Kerr and her domestic situation over in England. We'll bring, that, bring you that news uh, in a moment.